the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley, and my mission is to help busy, burnt-out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to your Vibrant Life Podcast. I feel like you guys can like hear my smile when you tune in. I just get super excited about podcasting now, and I am super happy to have your ears here. Today, we are going to be talking about sugar-free products, artificial sweeteners, really, is kind of where I'd like to focus. And this is something that comes up a lot, a lot, a lot in coaching. And the reason that it comes up so much, I believe, is that as we start to work on improving our nutrition strategy and cutting back on, say, processed foods and sugars, sometimes it seems like there's this like escape route where instead of having the, you know, the Coca-Cola with 150 calories, ooh, we can just opt for the zero calorie drink instead and kind of skirt the calories. But it is the too good to be true kind of scenario. And I am going to be talking about that today. It's just not natural for food to have no caloric value. For example, anything sweet in nature that we can think of, think of all the fruits like mangoes, bananas, grapes, they come along with a relatively high glycemic response. They come along with all the sugars, right? But those natural foods are also going to come along with the fibers and the polyphenols and the other, you know, kind of aspects or compounds, I suppose, nutrients that are vital for supporting gut health and for nutrient absorption and even, you know, slowing down the glycemic response by providing fiber. So with that being said, I think it's really important that we kind of break this down into a few different categories. You know, there is obviously sugar you know, sugar that has been processed and added to our foods. And then we have the artificial sweeteners, which are chemically made or derived. And then we have the natural non-nutritive sweeteners. So the sweeteners that come from nature, they've been extracted from plants that have little to no caloric value. Some of them have a small caloric value and some of them have none at all. So I'm going to be talking about the non-nutritive sweeteners specifically today, you know, this podcast would go on for hours and hours if I talked about sugar as well and all the different kinds of sugars and where we can find it. And maybe that's another podcast that we can get into. So I just want to start this with don't be fooled by sugar-free products. Marketing and advertising promote sugar-free products as healthy. And I think that this almost is a sin when they start adding the artificial sweeteners in because of the negative health implications. So these sugar substitutes, which are usually chemical, so the artificial ones, provide a really sweet taste, but they don't have the associated calories. 
So for anyone who's on a fitness journey, who's looking to lose weight, who's just getting into the gym, who's looking at supplements on the supplement shelves, may see the calorie-free, calorie-free sauces, you know, calorie-free or sugar-free candy might seem super appealing, especially if you're watching your waistline, but it doesn't make them free of health concerns. And arguably it can actually put you in a worse position for weight gain. And I'm going to explain why. So some of the more obvious sources, you guys, of artificial sweeteners, soft drinks like Diet Pepsi, Diet Coke, sugar-free syrups, sugar-free sauces, and gum that are labeled as sugar-free. Those are some like pretty obvious sugar-free artificial sweeteners. And then we have, you know, just like the basics, the sweet and low on the, you know, restaurant table for your coffee or the sugar-free syrup that you might put in your Starbucks drink, or maybe you're the kind of person who likes energy drinks. And I know a few of these people in the fitness industry too, their adrenals are flattened because they're crushing themselves in the gym, not getting enough sleep, and then relying on the caffeine and these, these, far, these uh, false little boosts of energy to get through the day. And those things like monsters and other energy drinks come along and they're packed full of these artificial sweeteners because they taste good, right? But then of course it's like, oh, look at, I can have some, a boost of energy without any calories. Well, that's like, you know, stepping on the accelerator when your car has no gas in it. It's just kind of silly. Anyways, that's, again, I could go into all these little rabbit holes during this conversation and I'm going to try really, really hard not to, but my mind, when I start talking about sugar and sugar-free products starts to like bounce around like a, uh, like a ping pong ball. So soft drinks, you guys, sugar-free syrups, gum, some of the more obvious sources, but some of the less assumed products by the consumer, like I said before, are in my mind, the worst of the worst, because these are advertised to you, the consumer as healthy. This is your healthy alternative. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some products out there that are using the, you know, plant-based non-nutritive sweeteners that have a lesser negative effect. And some of them have positive effects when consumed in the right setting. Now I'm saying the right setting because consumed on their own, they can have a negative impact consumed in foods, for example, in baking or like a sugar-free dark chocolate, adding some stevia to that. It's going to be, you know, not as harmful for your health. So let's uh, kind of walk through some of these different products that you might be inclined to add in to your diet. So low carb or keto advertised products. This happens all the time. Hey, check out this keto candy bar. Meanwhile, it is packed full of the non-nutritive chemical sweeteners. And the whole point of the ketogenic diet is to improve insulin sensitivity and reduce, you know, that insulin load on the body. But at the same time, when we're putting in these sugars or these sugar alcohols or these non-nutritive sweeteners, they do still have an effect on insulin because your body is programmed to have the sweet taste, touch your tongue, and then immediately produce insulin. And for those of you guys that don't know what insulin is, insulin plays lots of roles in the body. It's a very anabolic hormone, but its key role is for taking the sugar that comes into your bloodstream and knocking on the door of the cell. I'm going to make this very kind of simple. And then the cell has to say, Oh, thank you. Look, I have some sugar for you. And the cell goes, Oh, thanks. And takes it. Or if the cell is already full, it'll say, no, thanks. Go store that as fat. Or in this case, the insulin is going to come flooding into the bloodstream and say, Hey, where's all my sugar, but the sugar isn't there. And that's what can help. That's what can cause or um, lead us towards insulin resistance, where our bodies stop responding to sugar appropriately. And that can push us in the direction of things like diabetes. So 
the less assumed by the consumer marketed as health products, the worst of the evils, low carbon keto advertised products, protein powders. This is the next one. This is huge. You guys, because I have clients that come into the program and I often, you know, do my best to make recommendations for my favorite protein powders. And if, you know, we aim to find a protein powder solely based on taste, Oftentimes what we end up is with a product that is full of these artificial sweeteners, sucralose, aspartame, et cetera. And that's really scary because we're adding these into our diet almost on like a daily basis. A lot of my clients supplement with protein powder daily. Any for myself, I have probably two scoops of protein every single day in order to meet my protein goals and for my performance goals. So protein powder. And so many times I'll have clients that say, oh, I started taking protein powder, but I couldn't keep taking it because my digestion was really off or made me really gassy and bloated, or it gave me diarrhea. Well, yeah, no shit. Some of these artificial sweeteners are so hard on your gut. It's probably not the whey protein at all. It's more likely the artificial sweeteners that are packed in there and the additives that are having a negative impact on your gut. Okay. Sports drinks. Here's another one. <laughs> Sugar-free sports drinks. Oh my goodness. These ones are a huge sin. Slam this back after your big event or big workout. Okay. So sports drinks oftentimes packed full of these things as well. Protein bars and snack bars as well that are advertising low carb bars, or, you know, lots of times these protein bars will make them sweeter. So they're more, you know, macro friendly without the carbs. Lots of times protein bar advertising high protein low carb, but packed full of the artificial sweeteners for the taste. So by offering the taste of sweetness without any calories, artificial sweeteners do seem like they could be a super effective answer to weight loss. Let's just take a look at the average, you know, sugar sweetened soda. It's about 150 calories. Okay. Most of them are from sugar. And then we look at a diet soda, zero calories. Now to the average person that goes, wow, no brainer. Obviously I'm going to drink the diet Coke if I'm trying to lose weight but non-nutritive sweeteners are not magical. They are not magical. Obviously reducing caloric intake is going to help with reducing body fat, but let's talk about how these artificial sweeteners could be harmful. Okay. I'm going to precedent this with not all artificial sweeteners are created equal. There's been five that have been approved by the FDA that I'm going to talk about today. These five are saccharin, ACE K, aspartame, neotame, and sucralose. So Let's talk about what safe means. So the FDA has approved these five sweeteners as safe. Interesting. Well, whether or not nutritive sweeteners are safe really depends on your definition of safe. Studies leading to FDA approval will usually rule out the risk for cancer for the most part. Now, that's the important part here, for the most part. However, those studies being done were in far smaller amounts than, you know, what we're actually seeing in a diet soda consumed by many people who drink that. And it's crazy. You know, we're looking at, you know, the average can of diet soda when people are drinking that it's almost like they think, oh, wow, you know, because it has no calories, I can drink extra. So maybe they're drinking three diet sodas in a day and then putting some, you know, sweet and low into their coffee. So we really don't know what the large effect of these chemicals will have over many years. And if you're on a diet and you're having all these like sugar-free products, you're setting yourself up for a bit of a landslide. So most artificial sweeteners do travel through the initial part of the digestive system undigested. Because of that, science assumed that there was no side effects. However, more recent science and more recent research is now revealing 
that artificial sweeteners are influencing your health by actually changing the balance of bacteria in your gut and including a reduction of beneficial bacteria. And you know what? Who cares if they're traveling through the digestive system undigested? That doesn't mean that they're not affecting your insulin sensitivity. And now we know as well that they have a, a negative impact on our healthy or friendly bacteria. There's also a lot of other health concerns. So if the FDA is looking at it like, oh, well, it's not going to cause cancer in this small dose. What about other concerns? Consumption of diet drinks. So there's a study on atherosclerosis. The daily consumption of diet drinks was associated with a 36% greater risk for metabolic syndrome, which is obesity, and a 67% increased risk for type 2 diabetes. Those are the exact two diseases that these artificial sweeteners are supposed to be helping you with in the first place. So it actually puts you at a greater risk for obesity and a 67% greater risk for, oh my goodness, for diabetes. I'm just losing my brains over here because this, the science and the evidence is just so contradicting to what we see on the shelves. And it just, it kind of like hurts my soul. But anyways, we are going to continue on. We're going to push forward. So not only is there misinformation and the guts being influenced and it's putting at us a greater risk for obesity and a greater risk for diabetes. It also changes the way that we taste food. Non-nutritive sweeteners are far more potent than table sugar or high fructose cone syrup, which we see lots, lots of in our processed foods. So the, the sweet taste is greater than the taste of sugar, and it doesn't come along with the comparable calories. So it's easy to kind of get addicted to these products. This overstimulation of our sugar receptors from frequent use. Now, if you're using these daily, or, you know, maybe you're having your protein powder with that sucralose daily with these hyper-intense sweeteners actually limits our tolerance for more complex tastes. That means fruits, which I find really sweet and delicious and other sweet foods may become less appealing and even like disgusting to you, even downright unpalatable things like vegetables. So non-nutritive sweeteners are going to change your palate. Now, part of this is the intensity of the sweetness and its effect on our, our taste buds, but it also plays a role in the, on your gut health and your gut bacteria play a really big role in your drive to find specific foods. So we also see artificial sweeteners playing another trick on us. They actually prevent us from associating sweetness with calorie intake because we think, oh, I can have sweetness without the calories. And as a result, we may have the tendency to be craving more sweets. And we will also tend to naturally choose sweeter food over nutritious food, which is dangerous for weight gain and for health consequences. So now we've kind of gone through, you know, what's happening. So easy to assume that it's going to be easier to achieve your weight loss goals. Bit of a recap here, but the evidence actually suggests that it's linked to obesity and impaired glucose metabolism or greater risk for diabetes. So here's a list, you guys, of non-nutritive sweeteners to watch for in your products and product labels. Number one is going to be aspartame. This one's super common. So aspartame, you guys, we can, you know, probably talk about aspartame in its entire podcast by itself, but aspartame may affect the immune system. And as a result, it can lead to oxidative stress and inflammation. So the findings are suggesting that aspartame affects various cells of the body, not just the gut, including our internal organs like the liver and the kidneys, the heart, and your brain. So oxidative stress means accelerated aging, cell damage, DNA damage, and inflammation has a massive impact on anything from like pain in the joints, brain fog, insulin sensitivity, et cetera. Number two, approved by the FDA, sucralose. 
changes or alters the gut microbiome by lowering the number of good bacteria. And it can lower the number of good bacteria by up to 50%, which is crazy. Research done on animals shows that sucralose, you guys, can also increase inflammation, the same as aspartame. And over time, we know that, as I mentioned, inflammation messes with our cell signaling, hormone signaling, and insulin sensitivity, which is going to lead to things like obesity and diabetes. ACE-K, I always butcher this word too, acelfame potassium, uh, and that's you know commonly seen as ACE-K. This is a, is a calorie-free sweetener. It's found in a lot of sugar-free products. It kind of has like a, a yicky, bittery aftertaste. And because of that, it's almost always added to other things like sucralose in Splenda or the aspartame, both of which we know are, are harmful. There's also some evidence. Now, ACE-K is another one of those ones that we could go into a ton of science and literature and look at, you know, all the negative impacts, but let's just, you know, focus on one here that can lead to obesity. So there's something called acetocyamide, which is created in the body as it breaks down the ACE-K. And that actually leads to thyroid damage in lab animals. Another study that I took a look at determined that the chronic use of ACE-K, this was on mice, male mice, was linked to possible changes in brain function. That was over a period of 40 weeks. So using these products for you know 40 weeks or longer, this was on mice. So obviously their lifespan is slightly shorter than humans, but we are seeing changes in brain function. And a lot of that would probably have to do with drive to find food and sweetness. But we also know that some of these can actually cause damage to the brain. And we're going to get to one that's specifically bad for tumors and holes in the brain. Saccharin is next on our list, approved by the FDA. Thanks to the FDA. Zero calorie artificial sweetener, three to 400 times sweeter than sugar. Oh my God, that is insane. And we've already know that these artificial sweeteners have the effect to change the way we find food, I guess, attractive because of the overstimulation to our sugar receptors. So like not one to two times, you guys, not five to 10 times, not even a hundred times, three to 400 times sweeter than sugar and commonly used to replace sugar. Yikes. Number five by the FDA, neotame based on aspartame, three different compounds that separately cause dangerous effects in labs and in humans and animals. Some of these include tumors, holes growing in the brain, liver damage, and some death, which is pretty sketchy. So the top 10 dangers of artificial sweeteners that we see coming up and popping up in, in studies is depression, anxiety, and mood disorders, weight gain, cancer, although all five of these have been approved by the FDA, headaches and migraines, cardiovascular disease, risks for pregnancy, risk for diabetes, stroke, dementia, and memory loss. Well, imagine uh, you're sitting there sipping on a Diet Coke. And you know what, you guys, I want to just like kind of precedent this with, with my life is not perfect. My diet is not perfect. And from time to time, I really, okay, there's this, um, you guys are going to laugh at this. There is like a carnival kind of flavored Diet Coke. And I think it's probably like extra sweet or something, but every once in a while, I like really want one of those. And then I have had them a few times, but I have to pause and stop and come back to this information and be like, is that something that I really want to put into my body? And I don't want to like terrify you guys or scare you. You know, if you have one Diet Coke, it's not going to give you depression. If you have one, you know, protein bar that has some saccharin in it, that's three to 400 times sweeter than sugar. You're not never going to want, you know, vegetables again. That's not how this works. But it's, it's when we start looking at your life as a whole, like, are you having Diet Coke? And then you're having the Maybe you're on a bit of a fit fix and your protein powder has it. And then your energy drink has it. And then your pre-workout has it. It's like, wow, that's really stacking up. So I make sure that all of my supplements, like my pre-workouts, I'm actually not taking any pre-workout right now, but my electrolyte powders, my protein powders, 
anything that goes into my body on a regular basis is super, it's super clean. Like I'm looking for products that are clean and let's talk about some of those products that could be cleaner. So some naturally derived non-nutritive sweeteners that I will recommend for healthy gut. And if you're looking to cut back on your calories, now I know I just said that these artificial sweeteners will have a negative impact on insulin sensitivity. It is the same, maybe to a lesser effect because they will not have the same effect on inflammation and oxidative stress as the artificial sweeteners will, but they're still going to trigger that insulin response. And so I like to use these things in baking. So they come along with other carbohydrates. Say, for example, you're making cookies. Well, there's going to be likely a carbohydrate source, maybe applesauce or something or oat flour. And then adding a, like a stevia or a monk fruit in, there's still going to be carbohydrates that, that your body can absorb. So, you know, having it in a setting where there's already food is not as harmful as having these sweeteners in between meals. This is also why it can be so harmful to sip on like a branch chain amino acid beverage, you know, advertised as zero calorie, good for building muscle that has artificial sweeteners, even if it's stevia based. Cause if you're sipping on it between meals, you're stuffing up your fat burning and that can really have a negative impact on fat loss. So let's talk about some of the ones that I approve for my clients in their products and in their lives. Stevia. So interestingly enough, stevia has been known to improve insulin sensitivity, reduce oxidized LDL cholesterol and reduce plaque buildup in the arteries, which is pretty cool. But the frequent release of the stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol that respond to a stevia induced hypoglycemia. So we have too much stevia and there's not enough sugar. Your body overproduces the insulin and then we end up in a hypoglycemic state that can be damaging to the adrenals and overall health. So again, if you're just throwing some stevia in your coffee, boom, adrenaline, boom, cortisol, no sugar is actually there. Hypoglycemic response damaging to adrenals and overall health. So that is really, really important to remember that having these like dumping them into your coffee and, and not having a meal with that can be non-beneficial. I like to have my coffee with some stevia. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I know the effects and I always have it with or after a meal. Monk fruit. So this one's intensely sweet, 150 to 200 times sweeter than sugar. So you only need little tiny amounts, but there is something called mogracide, which is the main component of the monk fruit sweetness. It's about 30% of monk fruit. And this actually has antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties, which is pretty cool. Number three approved by me, yacon syrup. Yacon syrup is very high in fructoligosaccharides, which fructooligosaccharides <laughs> mean these big words, which function as soluble fibers that feed good bacteria. So again, positive effects. Those three, you guys, the monk fruit, the stevia and the yacon syrup have positive effects on our health, but taken at the wrong time. And if you're overusing them can have a negative impact, hypoglycemic response, insulin resistance, et cetera. So we want to be using them with foods, trying not to sip on them between meals, et cetera. Now the next two are sugar alcohols. So sugar alcohols aren't technically carbohydrates. Most of them don't raise our blood sugar levels and they're super popular sweeteners in low carb products. So for table sugar, there's four calories per gram. Xylitol is about half of that 2.4 calories per gram and erythritol 0.24 calories per gram. So erythritol and xylitol are the two that I want to bring up. So most sugar alcohols, you guys are found in small amounts in nature, especially in our fruits and veggies, only 6% of the calories of sugar in erythritol, and it still contains about 70% of the sweetness. They do have a very unique chemical structure though. Your body doesn't really digest them and they passed mostly unchanged to the digestive system until they reach the colon. In the large colon, they can be fermented by our bacteria that hang out there and can produce gas as a byproduct. So if you have products that have erythritol 
or xylitol or any sugar alcohols, those can be, you know, kind of creating an environment where you're more prone to gas and bloating. So that is kind of it for today, you guys. By replacing the artificial ones and the synthetic sweeteners with naturally sourced alternatives, you can definitely find an effective caloric control and still enjoy a little bit of sweetness in your life while maintaining a healthy gut microbiome. We just want to be careful with the, the use of them, the timing of them, and especially careful with those sugar alcohols, especially if you have a sensitive gut and you're already prone to bloating and distension. So thank you guys so much for showing up today. It's been a pleasure to chitty chat about artificial sweeteners. I love this topic. It gets me pretty fired up, especially when I see products being promoted as healthy or keto, low calorie, and it's duping the majority of us into damaging our guts and our brains and our livers and kidneys. And so this is just a podcast that I think is really important for us all to hear. And it's really important that we don't kind of get caught up in this you know, fear-based mentality, it's important to enjoy your life. And so, you know, the odd time that you're going to have something that's, you know, has an artificial sweetener, you know, it's in moderation, right? But it's not something, it's definitely not something you want to have every day, especially not multiple times a day. Thanks for tuning in. I will catch you on the next episode. Peace, love, and protein, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Your Vibrant Life Podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 